Children's Ministry Monthly is sponsored in part by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get your next ministry logo designed from scratch for as low as $65. Go to DrawYouAPicture.com, view the gallery, see what I've done for others, and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you by High Voltage Kids Ministry Resources at www.HighVoltage-Kids.com. Check it out. Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. Hey there, welcome to Children's Ministry Monthly, episode 13, brought to you the week of May 31st, 2009. I'm your host, James Kennison, and my co-host, Super Dave, is here. Hey, Dave, welcome back to the show. Thanks, James. Good to be here. Oh, I have to apologize. I'm sorry. I forgot. No, I didn't forget about the show, but... I, uh, we haven't done a show in like forever, and it's my fault. It's been a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. When you do a once a month show and you don't do a show, it's a big deal. Not so much if it, it's a weekly show, but uh, right. monthly show, you're gone for another 30 days. And That's uh, a long time to be gone. Yeah, and we record yeah. every last Sunday night, and if you know a last Sunday night doesn't work, it just doesn't work. And last month, if I remember correctly, I just I was dead tired. I could not even think straight. And at the last minute, I emailed Dave and said, sorry, dude, can't do it. And he was like, well, the heck with you then. I'm quitting again. <laughs> I think I just said, interesting, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. month before that, I think I had pneumonia or something. That's right. So. That's right. That was your fault. Okay, people. We, yeah. we can share the blame here. So send your, okay. some of your hate mail to Dave. Okay. But uh, no, we're glad to be back doing another show. We've got a lot of uh, uh, good feedback and people asking when the show is coming back up, both in email and just people calling and things like that. So uh, I'm just glad you're out there. You Christian people are, I swear, y'all are the most non-feedback givingest people ever. It's funny. So yeah, I understand. They just don't. They don't. They don't say anything. They're just like, oh, hallelujah, brother. That was awesome. That was me and <laughs> me and my iPod, and and nobody else needs to know. But uh, you know, if Children's Ministry Monthly has been a blessing to you, at, at the risk of sounding like a Christian uh, radio show on the Christian radio station, if it's been Make a blessing your to you, no, no. But email us, people. You know, we're we're on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Twitter slash NLCast. Uh, that's NLCast. Uh, Dave, are you on Twitter by chance? I have a confession to make. Oh, boy. I, I don't tweet. That's that's a shame. You need to repent from <laughs> yeah. from turning away. So you need to like do a 360 <laughs> or something, plus 180. I, I'm just to decide if I have something to say or not. Uh-huh. I mean, kind of like these Christian people that you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? You do. There's a great children's ministry community just on Twitter. All by itself that I found, and what you do is you use hashtags, and hashtags is when you put a number sign and then uh, a, a little phrase like "kid men," K I D M I N, and anything you tag, there are people that just search Twitter, even if they don't follow you, for that tag, and then they'll respond to you. And there are tons of children's pastors on Twitter, so I would highly suggest it not only to you but to all of our listeners. So Twitter, cool. Twitter.com, check it out. Um, right. But anyway, you can follow us on Twitter. I mean, we got Facebooks. So you can just look up me or Dave. Dave, do you have a t- Facebook? I do. Okay. I have a Facebook. Am Dave I, White. Are we friends yeah. on Facebook? But we are friends, yeah. Oh, I get shoot. your stuff. Have you blocked me again Yeah. on Facebook? Sorry. It's the mullet, man. I can't stand looking at that thing. <laughs> I thought it was the picture of the oct- octuplet mom that I posted. Ooh, you put octomom on <laughs> I did, man. It was funny. That's scary. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. she goes to my church, right? 
I'm kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> you got your hands full with her children. <laughs> yeah, we have a special class just for them. It's awesome. Poor James. Uh, yes. Hey, uh, this month, by the way, we're talking about children's ministry policies and procedures. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to go into extreme detail here because each church, you know, is going to have their spin on what policies and procedures are um, and ones that you emphasize over others. But we're just going to we're going to call this a. Uh, "Quote unquote for dummies show." We're assuming that if you have policies um, that that they're very small, or, or we're going to assume that you don't have any at all, or maybe that you just have a worker screening policy, or maybe you don't. So uh, you know, if for some of you this will be review, for some of you this will be very academic, and some of you will be very elementary. So uh, our show hits you know uh, the 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 church that nobody else cares about, the uh, the newbie guy or the the person that maybe has been doing it so long they don't know what cutting edge is anymore. Uh, you know, basically we just I'm striving to offend every listener. So you're either stupid or. Uh, <laughs> You don't know you're stupid if you listen to See You Monthly, okay? No, we love our listeners. You're awesome. We're not the best show, but we have the best listeners. So uh, let's just dive right into it. Let's do it. Let's give the people what they paid for. Um, wow. Dave, why do you think we need policies and procedures even in little churches? And I'm talking about the little church. I'm going to go to extreme when it's the old lady in the basement with six kids. Why do we need policies and procedures in your opinion? Okay. Oh, first, we need to make sure that uh, little old lady in the basement has been background checked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, but why? 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 Yeah. I, I, you know, policies and uh, safety and security in a church uh, anymore is is such a, a hot button topic. Um, we're kind of the uh, policy and procedure security Nazis at our church, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and what I mean is we're kind of over. But you hate Jewish people, I know. Yeah, you know, I hate to use that word, but um, we just really go overboard, I think, in a good way, not right. in a overbearing, you know, frustrate your parents with all of these rules and things. Um, because obviously, uh, this ain't your grandmama's church, and mm-hmm. it's it's not the same world that, that even we grew up in, and we're just in our 30s. Um, the world we grew up in as kids, it's so much has changed. There's It's a scary place be uh for adults and really for kids and my goodness man we just really have to uh take our role as shepherding our church or shepherding the kids of our church seriously Mm -hmm. and uh do everything to protect ourselves against uh lawsuits with liability and um there's just a a multitude of reasons why you know the the biggest i guess the biggest reason would be that you know, would you want something negative uh, happening to your child? Right. And if that answer is no, which it should be, then we have to have a very thorough and in-depth policy and procedure mm-hmm. uh, set up for all of our ter- or for all of our nurseries and in every classroom. Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. I'm just imagining the critic. I'm going to go to the extreme in the critic and say, hey, it's just me and and my family and this small church and there's maybe a hundred people and and I know everybody and they all know me. I've been here forever. Why should I start background screening? I mean, I know it's my parents that are volunteering and and all this kind of stuff. And I would say to that, that person, um, you need policies and procedures. Uh, yes, to to protect your church because we're in a world um, where anything and everything can come under fire. You're also in a high risk position. Where you know where in every other in any other ministry can you find a place where you're responsible for the lives of your kids? I mean, of your of the people you're ministering to. The pastor when he's preaching from the, from the pulpit, 
Those people can come and go as they wish. Your group, you are responsible for them. You've got to keep them safe and alive, untouched, unscathed, until you deliver them back. And you've also got to be responsible as, as lead pastor or whatever of that ministry uh, for the people that you bring in as well. And you know what? You can say you know people, but you may not. You may not. I grew up in a world where the my parents gave and uh, well, they gave the Sunday school teacher permission to give me spankings. Teachers oh. spank kids in school. It was no big deal. We don't live in that world anymore, but we got people that still think that's just hunky-dory. Um, you know, you need policies and procedures so you can hand that potential worker, hey, this is what we do and don't do in regard to discipline. So even for the small church, I would say especially for the small church, you need to cover yourself. Um, exactly. Because it's going to be your butt that's on the line well, if something yeah. bad happens. And, and there's two sides. There's two, you know, there is protecting in the liability, you know, protecting your church. But even more than that, I know every pastor with a heart is going to say, but more so it's about protecting our families and our children. We have a kind of an unofficial saying at, at, in Jam City in our children's church at Sheffield. Uh, it's that one kid is too many. We can't lose even one. We right. can't have even one abused, touched, molested, messed with, stolen, taken. Even one is too many. And so that's the way we operate. Um, so that, that would be the answer to that question. Why do we need policies and procedures? Um, we do. It's just, it's just an unescapable uh, truth. Yep. Uh, so my next thing on here on the notes is what policies should we start with or what policies would we say were most important? If, if you don't have any at all, folks, uh, where do you start? And I would say the most obvious place to start would be a worker screening procedure um, policy. Uh, when you bring people in, uh, you need to have a way of screening them. Now, I, I have a love-hate relationship with screening policies. I believe in them 100%, and I hate them at the same time. Because what other ministry has to have workers jump through so many dang hoops? Half the time, yep. I feel like I lose most of my people because they got a you know a week or a two-week waiting period. Um, you know, the choir is just more than welcome to accept them instantly. You know, hey, you want to work? <laughs> Go up this Sunday. Greeters, ushers, you know. I, I swear, I, I if it wasn't for me and my ministry, we wouldn't have a choir, you know. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I get them all, I, I just deliver them all uh, in a in a nice neat little package, but uh, but we, I love it from the aspect that if I got somebody that can't make it through a simple procedure, what makes me think they're going to show up consistently? If they're right. not if they're not called of God and dedicated and determined, um, they won't make it through that procedure. So I love the hoops. I love yep. the hoops because it filters out so many people that would just be wasting my time anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so I use it for both. Uh, what are the elements of a worker screening procedure? In a nutshell, I would say um, that it needs to be an official one. There are places online where you can go where you can get screening background screenings. Uh, so I, you know, I there's millions of them. So check them out. If we have any links, we'll put them in the website in the show notes at cmmonthly.com. But not only do we do an FBI background check, uh, we verify Social Security numbers. It's all kind of a package deal. We also do DFS, Department of uh, Family Services report, which is local to your city and or state. We run, run one. We run one in Kansas and Missouri, and we get stuff that's not necessarily criminal but was reportable. 
And that's an interesting thing. And it's and it, and something yeah. not every church is doing. But in our case, we're in our city. Uh, a lot of stuff is, is not reported on that level. We get stuff, you know, within the family. And that, that helps quite a bit. It's a good thing to consider. But uh, also, I would inter- definitely inter- uh, interview. An interview should be a part of your worker screening procedure. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're you can't you can't do all this without coming face to face with your workers, uh, and then I would also say references are huge. I put more stock in references than any other part of the procedure, because a person can be spot clean uh, on the report, maybe because they just didn't get caught. Um, you know, they can look good on paper, but you call their old pastor or you call somebody that they they put on their sheet. And that's when you'll find out the content of their character. Yeah, they're great, they'll say. Yeah. But he's got a temper. Or yeah. he left the church mad because he wanted to do things his way and he didn't believe he couldn't submit to the leadership of the pastor. Uh, or absolutely I would not ever, ever, ever suggest them for children's ministry. That's the kind of stuff that you can't <laughs> get from the FBI. And it's amazing that the the references people will put down, not thinking that you'll call. Oh yeah, and you're like, yeah, this is just a, a spot on the form. You know, I need to fill in this blank. Um, I think um, uh, Jim Weidman, mm-hmm. I heard him in one of his podcasts, said that uh, this guy filled out a a, a a form. You know, filled down references and gave him a social security number for his background check, and it back that he was a convicted child molester yeah and uh, he would have never known without the screening obviously and then when he approached the guy about it he said yeah i, I just didn't think you would check i didn't <laughs> think you would check i mean isn't that crazy yeah yeah you know but but it just further proves the point that we have to have screenings yeah and if i could object here you're talking about you know this ministry our children's ministry having so to jump through to get involved. Um, we, actually, at our church this past year, we've instituted the policy that every person in every ministry, from the greeters to the choir to worship team, youth leaders, everyone has a background check. I think that's excellent. We're not going to take any chances. But And here's the thinking behind that. Um, and it hasn't happened that I know of, but I'm sure it could. Um, imagine, we'll say his name is Bob. He doesn't really exist, but... For now, I like Bob. Bob joins the choir mm-hmm. and is a great singer and, and joins the choir and then graduates up to the worship team because he can really sing well and is serves on the worship team for a year or two and everybody knows and loves Bob. Well, then Bob mysteriously gets called into children's ministry. Mm. And imagine if, if you're not doing background checks or if you wouldn't even check your wife or, or your, your pastor, your senior pastor, you know, then why are you going to check Bob? You know, mm. because everybody knows and loves. Him. Well, maybe five years ago, Bob molested a little girl right. on the school bus. You know, you know, you would never know. Right. And and was a stepping stone for him to be involved with children. Mm-hmm. You know that he strategically got involved in another ministry where he would be under the radar and never even looked at in that way. Um, but then when it came time for him to, you know, take serious what he was about to do, you know, one's going to check him out because. Right. That's Everybody a great point. Bob. That's a great point. We I, I use the same logic when I started pushing for uh, – we have a lay security team called the Watchmen, and I really pushed for them to start getting background checked. And, and my argument was this. If I was a bad guy and I knew children's ministry uh, did background screenings, I would instantly go to a place of authority, ushers, greeters, and or the Watchmen. And I would get myself a walkie-talkie with an earpiece, and I'd get myself a little nameplate, 
And then I would walk the halls and I would get assigned to the hallway. And then when I saw a kid I wanted, I would motion them and demand with my authority that they come with me. And then I'd have what I needed. That's what I would Mm -hmm. do as a bad guy. And I wouldn't even have to think that up. That's just natural. That's what would come. And, and that's what sold it. So yeah, when you're going through your policies and your worker screenings, I, you know, if you get really passionate about it, which you should, uh, you need to look at other ministries that overlap. You know, what about the choir director? Um, what about people that work um, during Christmas dramas, you know, that don't normally work with children? Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of that, Dave. That is excellent. That is excellent. Yep. I've heard that batted around around here. Uh, haven't Hadn't seen it come to pass, but a lot of our folks are. And uh, everybody that's, that's involved with our choir, with our choirs or our drama teams are. It's it, even that, that don't, you know, aren't directly underneath my authority. So that's that's excellent. I think it's got to be it's just got to be that important that you know the 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 pastor and the church is willing to throw money at it because you know you, it, exactly what you said one is too many. You yep. lose one and and that's yeah. I absolutely agree. Um, now here's the thing yeah. this raises a good question a good point. What about what about your teen leaders who are under 18? You know, mm-hmm. um obviously they're not going to have public record right. unless unless they have really done something bad but um so in, in in the case of that what we do is we we require them to fill out all of our paperwork um hit the references heavy from other adults that are in their lives yep uh, we don't take references from other teenagers and <laughs> then have their parents sign off a form you know you know attesting to their mm-hmm. dependability character on and on. We do the same. Uh, the only thing we add is we have to have a reference from uh, their youth pastor that their, you know, their behavior and attendance and things like that are up to par because uh, they've got to be able to go to their own services in order to work with us. But um, another thing, I, I wanted to go back to our critic again, my imaginary critic that would say, well, we're a small church. Why do we need this? And here's my logic. Here's my argument for you guys. All the big churches are doing uh, background screenings. So if you're a bad guy and you know all the big churches are doing it, they used to be easy pickings. Who's easy pickings now? Yep. The small trusting church. Yep. So do background checks. Where everybody knows each other. If you don't do anything else, do background checks. Uh, second real big policy that I would start with would be a discipline policy because uh, discipline is a huge key in children's ministry. You can't teach a kid if you can't make them listen. Um, yep. And so, but but everybody's got different ideas about what that looks like. Even the difference between a male worker and female workers. Female workers tend to be a little more compassionate and kind and a little bit easier to annoy and run over. <laughs> Our guys, though, are old school. They want to they want to demand that boys uh, respect them and respect their position and all that kind of stuff, especially older gentlemen. You know, the, the very men we want to come into ministry are the last ones we want to discipline our kids sometimes. Um, so, you know, your worker screening procedure is actually a really great time during that interview to get some information in their hands. But if you don't have a policy, a written policy, uh, then um, you're, you're going to be missing out. Early on, I think it was episode two, we did a uh, discipline uh, podcast, Dave and I, and it mm-hmm. went in through through exquisite detail the way that I run my discipline policy. It includes a consequence ladder, and it's consistent through all of our ministries all the time, whether it's Rangers, Missionettes, Sunday School, uh, Night Service, or Junior Jam, our, our preschool group. It all works for every group. It's consistent all the way around. It's defendable, it's dependable, and it's very easily teachable to our workers. Um, get a discipline policy. Um, you know, you need to include things in there like common sense stuff. Don't say things to a kid 
that you wouldn't say in front of their parents, you know? Um, right. And, and, uh, right, right on the tail end of that though, I would also say you need a worker child relationship policy. What is, what is, what is acceptable for your workers? Cause eventually you're going to have a worker come up to you and say this, they're going to say, Hey, uh, Chrissy and Jacob want to come over to my house for, and their mm. parents say it's okay. But for some reason I felt like I needed to run it through you. What's going to be your response? Is that acceptable or not? Is it part of the church's responsibility or is, is, you know, are the parents fully involved? So what is your stand on that? What is the church's take on that? Personally, ours, right in a nutshell, just says something to the effect of that we don't do, say, write, or anything, anything at all without the full knowledge and consent of a legal parent or guardian. Um, right. You know, to the point that we send, uh, you know, postcards instead of letters and things like that. Things that can be easily looked at. Nothing to hide. We don't keep secrets with our kids at all. Um, we make that clear from the beginning. We don't allow lap sitting or extended hand holding unless it's appropriate. Like say with a preschooler who's trying to get away. You know. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Come no. Here, you it, little rugrat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no lap sitting. It, it, just things like that. We we don't allow people to touch kids. Um, what is it between the shoulder blade and the uh, or between the shoulder blade and the knee? It's just there's no reason to touch a kid there anywhere, and right. uh, it just keeps people safe. It keeps your kids safe. It keeps your people safe. And yep. uh, you know, if you got a person that worked there ten years ago and then they come back, they're going to start doing children's ministry the way they did ten years ago. You have to have something you can hand them in reference and say, "No, uh, we don't do it that way anymore." That's good. You have any input uh, before? Good. I don't want to. I want to overrode you. Or, Actually, I haven't thought about that. That that aspect of worker child relationships. Yeah, so that it's is important. Good. It's important. Yeah. Uh, we also. Well, I'll get to some of that in a minute. Um, bathroom procedure is a huge one because bathroom yes. is also a wonderful part of children's ministry. That's <laughs> one of the things. I mean, what other ministry in the church, not even nursery, has to deal with bathroom procedure? I guess they do with the older kids. But could you imagine if your senior pastor? In the middle of the sermon, and a hand went up. Can I go to the bathroom? I need to pee. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, ushers, <laughs> take him to the bathroom. Make sure he flushes, wipes, and uh, washes his hands. That's so, good. Yeah. Uh, but no, we Rule have three. to. Huh? <laughs> Rule of three. Yeah. We have to do Two. that. But uh, the rule of three comes into play. That's what Dave is talking about, where there's at least three people in every uh, instance. And um, we also have – our bathrooms are shared with the general population. Uh, we keep the doors open, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things we do. We check the bathroom before we let kids in. We only release the number of kids that we have number of stalls for. That way there's less risk of getting two per <laughs> stall, which has happened with our preschool set before. Yeah. Uh, you get lots of fun conversations around the old stool uh, when you got three boys going in the same toilet. <laughs> Doesn't work too well. Um, so, you know, whatever, whatever's unique, maybe you have a bathroom that's in your facility. That's awesome. And I'm jealous of you and, uh, hate you at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but maybe not, maybe not. So you got to figure it out for yourself, find out what works and adapt for it, but just have a plan, have a plan about bathrooms. 97% or something of all abductions are done from the bathroom. Um, whether they're mm-hmm. grabbed in the bathroom or taken to the bathroom, a lot of times they'll change the kid's appearance and grab them back out. You know, if you can afford it, put a camera outside your bathroom that points, you know, at the water fountains there or whatever. Yep. Uh, that way you can at least show that you're trying to stop that kind of business. You can at least have something to give the cops. Um, hey, here's a question for you. you. Yeah. 
let's say you're in in a small church and 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 we've all been in this position where you know we need more workers we need more workers my goodness we need more workers you know you've got this one classroom your two-year-old class and and today you only have one teacher that showed up right you know how how are you going to institute the rule of three when you only have one teacher um it's well if you only have one in the room you got to take the entire class Yes. It's very difficult. But if say you had two teachers and one was teaching and one was helping and you have a kid that needs to go to the restroom, well, you can't take two leaders because one's got to stay. It's still super, super easy to do the rule of three. You just take another kid or two. Yep. There's always yep. somebody needs to go pee. And even not, I, I just say, hey, Bill, come here and help me out, man. Uh, come get exactly. some come get some water or something. You know, there's all, kids are always thrilled to go get water. So uh, it's very easy to keep the rule of three going. And, and that's a good rule with adults, too, especially if you're a dude with lady helpers. You know, the rule yep. of three is always a, a good thing for everything in every situation. And we have our ushers and our greeters uh, roaming the halls also, you know, mm-hmm. so if a teacher gets in a situation like that, they can just poke their head out the door. And, Excellent. You know, I'm glad get, I'm not the only adult. one with those, man. I had a teacher crying one time. I'm a terrible Why? pastor because they couldn't leave. Do? They couldn't leave the room. They had all these kids and they couldn't, and they had to pee really, really bad. And I felt terrible. So, <laughs> oh, your teacher had to pee. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> she couldn't leave. That's, That's a hilarious. whole different situation there, boy. I mean, you could take the whole class when they got to go, but what about when you got to go? So yeah. Yeah. Minimum of two workers is a great policy. All right. Uh, bathroom procedure, check in and check out security procedures. And these are in no particular order, but I think it's time for everybody to have a check in and a check out procedure, not just attendance, but even the small church, you need to have some sort of security in place so that you know who's dropping off and picking up. Well, I know everybody. Yeah, you do. But what about the new person that's coming in that you just screened and just put in? They don't know everybody. And and, and, and any more you can't trust that because what if Bill and, and Marcy had an argument and there's a restraining order and he's been kicked out of the house and he comes and tries to pick up the kids that he's legally not supposed to have that weekend. Um, you're going to be liable if you release them to him, even if they didn't tell you they were legally separated. Uh, you, you got you got foster kids, even in small towns with small churches, uh, where moms try to come get them because they know at church they foster moms in big church. Uh, yep. You know, the time for you, for us to to duck this is over. And it doesn't have to be a big, expensive, computerized system. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese uses hand stamps for the love. Mm-hmm. You know, they just match the number and, and you're off. Um, you can write it on with marker if you want to. You could have a badge system with a small enough church. You can do what the YMCA does. They just sign a piece of paper and they take a matching number uh, on a keychain, and that's how they turn it in. I don't pref- prefer that because what if you drop the keychain? Anybody can come and pick up your kid. Uh, but at least it's something. At least it's something. If you had doubts, you could ask for an ID, you know, and match the signature. You know, there'd be something in place there. Uh, as for me and mine, we use Parent Pager. And I used it because it was scalable, and it, mm-hmm. and it was it was something where we could start with our existing hardware and kind of grow every year. And we're moving into some self check in options here as soon as some money frees up in this wonderful economy of ours. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I I love it because there's pictures. There you know it reports about uh, allergies and special needs, and it lets me know when I got a first time visitor by putting a little F on their badge and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It means fun. Or freak. Yeah, it does. Freak. It does. Yeah. Hey, check it out. We were your church is a whole lot larger than ours is. Yeah, you know, but we still run maybe three hundred kids. My church can um, beat up your church. 
Yes, it could. Yeah, SmackDown. But listen, we just until recently, actually two months ago, were still using old school labels like mm. the address labels you buy from Office Depot. Yeah, and we ran those through. Um, had a Microsoft Word document. Shipping shipping was just getting out of control though, wasn't it? It was. But on that document, we just we had um, each label, each row of labels had the same number, and um, when kids and parents came to check in, the parents would write on the same row with the same matching number, their name and their kids' names. Each child got a label, and they had to turn in. Obviously, they just had to that sticker with the matching label to pick up their child. But what happens if mom drops the sticker or yep. junior eats it or it's flushed down the toilet? Yep. We even if I knew them, and this was this is why I was called the security Nazi. Even if I knew you, <laughs> and even if you were me, I would make you wait until every child left, every child got picked up, and your children were the last ones that were allowed wow. to leave, because the only obvious option is okay. Those are your kids, yep. because everyone else has been picked up. And I'm sorry, don't hate me, but you would not want me releasing your child to someone that they didn't belong to. That's right, and. You know, it's it's that important. So, hey, let me back up on nursery. I got a good one for you. Part of our nursery policy and procedure is one. It's it's hard to get men to serve in nursery to begin with. Uh, we really encourage moms and dads to serve together. But one of the things I let my guys off the hook is in, in changing diapers. Right. In no fashion, way, shape, or form are men allowed to change a diaper and 99% of men love that policy <laughs> there's that percent though and, yep. and this this happened recently that I, I got a tongue lashing because this gentleman evidently didn't read his PMP policy and procedure mm. and you know he was a good hearted guy I know the guy I've, I've gone to church with him for 10 years now he our, our leader said hey you know just so you know and aren't allowed to change diapers, da, 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 da. And afterwards, he was pretty upset about that. And, you know, I just, I, I stood my ground and said, I said, this rule doesn't apply to you then. You know, this rule applies to, you know, every other male in the, in the you know, in the church. It, it was, it was mind boggling to him that I wouldn't allow him to change a diaper when he's raised, you know, several godly children. And they are great kids. But statistically, if you look at it, if abuse is going to happen, if sexual abuse is going to happen, it's going to happen at the hands of a man. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't, obviously can't eliminate that completely, but we can at least take that part of it out of the equation right. by not even letting men get close to that. Well, yeah, and in the way, you know, it's all in how you sell it. This isn't a statement about you, sir. This is mm-hmm. protection for you. That's all it is. And, and you know, honestly, I don't have time for this stuff. And I'm like, take it up with pastor. But um, <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah, meantime, right. you can go to big church, enjoy service. Uh, but, yeah, men men don't serve alone in any room in nursery. Um, right. And then uh, we try to have two teachers regardless after that anyway. And I was, I'm a big fan, even even in Rangers with our younger kids matching up a, a, a man and a wife uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So – yeah, it's it's a double standard, but you know what? It's it's in our our it's in men's best interest to just accept it and abide by it. And anybody that would really want to change diapers, uh, I I just instantly have a red flag anyway. I don't care how many yeah. years I knew him. So yeah, yeah, slap him for me, okay? Okay, we'll do it. I mean, I'll do for it. the love, you know, he's done his share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
Uh, so yeah, check in and check out procedures. Lastly, um, it's something I don't see a lot of, but you need a abuse and neglect and neglect re- reporting policy. We are mandated reporters nowadays, us pastor mm-hmm. people. We have got to tell. We didn't used to be, but we have to. We're legally obligated, and you should have a policy in place um, that that tells who the mandated reporter is. Uh, we have one at our church, and it's not even me. Um, and, and I'm glad it, it, it's an impartial person. It's actually one of our pastors who handles counseling and, and high crisis stuff all the time. And it's really, mm-hmm. really great. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be uh, controlling about it. I love, but, but I become, I am the filter. I am in the reporter to him. So if, mm-hmm. if somebody sees some uh, evidence of abuse, all they have to have is a question in their mind, ah, a mark, uh, a burn, uh, an issue, a, a pattern of behavior that we see, uh, they report that to me. I take it to uh, the other pastor, and he files a report, does all the paperwork, handles the stuff with the government, blah, 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 and, and it just it goes down. It's a dirty job, but somebody has to do it. I'm glad it's not me in this case. But uh, I, didn't, I hadn't heard that term until about a year and a half ago, mandated reporter. Yeah. Can you give an example, or not an example, but a definition of what that means? Uh, well, you know? it's going to be a layman's, but that's our show anyway. Um, it's right. basically if you suspect – Anything. It doesn't have. You don't have to have proof. You don't have to be uh, murder. She wrote and, and investigate it. If you have a suspicion that a child is being abused or neglected, you have a legal responsibility to report it to right. your local DFS. You have to. If you don't, you will get in trouble, people. So this isn't even a good idea. This is necessary. So you might as well have a policy in place for it. All it's right. Long. Huh? Yes, it's the law. Yeah, yeah. You, you legally you you're gotta, responsible. You gotta. Yes. So do it. Um, here's some other areas. Those are the big ones. Those are the big areas to consider. But here's mm-hmm. some other stuff. Uh, ministry age grade restrictions. All right. Um, I don't know. I, I've just seen a lot of churches that elementary loves to keep kids. Doesn't mm-hmm. want them to grow up. Parents are more than happy to let their kids stay in children's ministry until they are well into eighth or ninth grade. Um, at my church, we had to put an end to that, that we hired a middle school pastor and on, on and on and on. And, and we found it necessary in our world to create a policy about who can go to what class. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so glad we did because though we did it to fix a temporary problem, it ultimately has served us very, very well over the years. We end our elementary school ministry in fifth grade and they move on up to sixth grade. But what we were finding is what if you got a visitor? with a fourth grade kid, but the visitor is in seventh grade. Well, he wants to come and sit with him and all this kind of stuff. No, can't happen. Can't happen. You know, you don't want a seventh grader in there with your fourth grade class, you know? Uh, Okay, well, what if you got first time visitors and, and Billy and Bobby are there and Billy's in preschool and Bobby's in third grade, but little man wants to come up and sit with big man. No, yep. our policy states that big man actually has to go down and sit with little man. And there's a big reason for that, because first of all, uh, little man's going to be a problem in big man's class. But big yep. man will be very, very well behaved in little man's class because he feels a little stupid. Uh, yep. The other thing is little, big man feels uncomfortable in little man's class and wants to get out of there as soon as possible. But little man would feel more than happy in big man's class. <laughs> he would love it. And he wouldn't get attached to anybody his age, would never feel comfortable with his own class. Big man will eventually go back to his class. Little man will stay in his and all will work well. So that's a policy that we have. And it's something I can reference. And it has served me so well, especially when I got parents uh, that don't want their kids to grow up and don't want to go to sixth grade. 
Uh, we have a policy. Kids can go back and forth all summer between youth ministry and children's ministry, but at the end of the summer, they have to stay over, and that That's gives good. them a buffer time. We call it a bridging time. We actually even have a ceremony where they walk across a bridge. I'm on one side, the middle school pastor on the other, and blah, 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 to give them a visual of what that looks like. And uh, That's good. Yeah, I think so, and it serves us well. I think it falls under the category of, of church-specific um, because if you don't have a middle school ministry, there is a big blurry line between elementary and youth. And right. sometimes youth and, and elementary age pastors don't get along. Um, luckily, all of ours do. Uh, yeah. But you'd be wise to figure out what, what the rules are. With that in mind, a lot of times the way elementary age ministry keeps the middle schoolers is they put them to work. Mm-hmm. But um, I was one of those kids, and I know I didn't so much work as I did skip church. Right. And uh, found all the good makeout spots. Um, so you need. It's really got to be man- managed well. Yeah, yeah. You, you need youth worker policies. Uh, yeah. Dave referenced. Me, yeah, you referenced that earlier. Go for it. Let me ask you this about you're talking about big man and little man. Will you allow, say, uh, the older go to the smaller kids' class that Sunday morning? Will you allow that older kid to hop class and go to his age appropriate class in the middle of service? Or do you wait that make them. Once he's in there, he I, stays in he there. He stays until next there week. because I want mom to know where to pick him up. He right. she picks him up where she dropped him off. Right. Okay. And, yeah. And because uh, that's I've, a good policy, I've, but if you know, if you let him swap switch rooms like that, you know, no, they don't. They don't get to choose that, and my teachers don't get to choose that. That's mom and daddy's job. And so, yeah, yeah they once they stay, they're committed. And, you know, nine times out of ten, especially if it's the difference between a first grader and a fourth grader, that fourth grader will talk that first grader into going to class better than mama would or me. So you got to go by yourself, Billy. I'm not yeah. going down there with you. Okay. You know. That's a good policy. You're a little nicer in that respect than I am. I don't – I don't. it's just black and white. You can't come in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go to your class or sit with your mom, you know. Right. And, and it's – now we have limits on it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we even have a thing where if you're a sixth grader, you know, we'll let you come and sit one time with with your friend. You know, like if it was a sleepover or something. We're not heartless. but right. But no, it's right. not going to be a consistent thing. Uh, our, our youth worker policies – you know, we're birthed out of this issue, like I talked about, where we needed to start delineating between elementary ministry, middle school ministry, high school ministry, which was blending at the time into college ministry. There's a lot of bleed over. We cut some hard lines and it bled into our youth worker policy. We do the same thing. We have to, we have them fill out all the paperwork short of the background screenings. We have to have them have a reference from their parents because the parents are offering the ride. They have to be on board too. Their parents mm-hmm. are the key to the consistency of the worker in that case. We have rules for them, including no cell phones during service for the love, no texting. I will smash right. your cell phone and I will laugh about it and I will fill it with candy and pretend it was fake the whole time. I'm just kidding, but I will make fun of you. I was it's kidding a about dispenser. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this wasn't real. Um, this iPhone wasn't real. Uh, but you know, I hold them to the same standards, if not higher, than my own teen, than my own. Uh, adult workers, because if my back room is going to get broke into and candy's going to get stolen, 10 times out of 10, it's going to be one of my youth workers that got really, really, really in awe of all mm-hmm. that stuff back there. And I yep. will lay, that's one thing I will not stand for is, is, uh, is stealing. And so with your work, youth worker policies, you need to, you need to have a policies on how you bring them in and reasons you need to let them go. Uh, I would automatically with youth workers put a limit 
automatically that that they are working three months at a time and at that point they have to re-register maybe they don't have to fill out the paperwork but they have to start over from yep. from the beginning that gives you a way out if they're just a cut up and they're goofy and messed up you can let them go and if they're keep, if they're keepers it's just a formality you have mom say yeah we're committed to another three months and you go on about it so yeah, that's real good uh yeah, i'm working i'm working on a schedule uh to mm. schedule them you know, three weeks at a time, and then off for two, or every other week. Haven't haven't you know got it all ironed out yet? But we have so many, especially this time of year, with uh, our children's ministry goes from kindergarten through sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you stop at fifth grade. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have so many sixth graders who want to hang out and stay yeah, around. And, yeah. Um, the majority of my tech team is made up of uh, sixth graders and youth. Mm-hmm. And they do, they they love what they do. They want to stay, and they're good at it. You know, I don't want to lose them because, man, you can you can operate a, a killer ministry with preteens. Yeah. And so you know, in that respect, I kind of you know view my role as I'm continuing their training, mm-hmm. and you know, giving them a, a skill that they'll be able to to use in the church. So, in that respect, I don't want to lose them. So I'll just I'll schedule them. You know. Good. Give everybody a turn. Well, in our church, like I said, we have a middle school pastor who has who wants them in his service, and it happens to go on the same time as mine. I don't have – so what we did is we put a policy in place to where if you're – here it is in a nutshell. If you're in preschool – I'm sorry. If you're in elementary, you can't work with preschool kids. You have to be in middle mm-hmm. school. If you're in middle school, you can't work with elementary. Uh, that, that forces you to leave for three years. You can work when you're in high school. And in middle school, you can go work with junior jam, you know, with adult supervision as a helper – uh, so good. there's always ministry opportunities, uh, and and when you're in elementary, obviously you can work in elementary. There are there are opportunities for that. You can't go work, work with them. And when you're in college, we ain't gonna have you working with our high school kids. It's just yep. too soon. And so it gives them a chance to go off, get away, separate themselves from the group because you know, I don't know. I, I middle schoolers are not an authority figure to elementary school kids. They, yep. Yeah, they're useful, but in our church, we had to go ahead and do that. And again, this is just under one of those optional things. But have a mm-hmm. youth worker policy of some sort, one that works for you, one that keeps parents at bay, and and serves your purposes. Um, I, I I'm in a situation now where every kid. From 12th grade all the way down has been through Jam City, and uh, that that's of this year. As of this year, last year it was the 11th graders. So I'm I'm starting to uh, for the last couple of years I've been enjoying my kids coming back to work mm-hmm. as high mm-hmm. school kids. And I got to be honest, it's only been this and last year that that's really happened because you know I only had them in uh, the previous kids fifth and fourth grade uh, that first year. But anywho. Um, it's really good. It's really good to see these kids coming back and, and they know how we do things. Um, you know, it's a lot different than what they remember, but, uh, they know how we want it. They know the, the standards that we, we have, and it's really cool. They, they have a that real big good. heart for it. It's awesome. Awesome thing to have been here long enough to see that. Um, let's see. What about uh, special needs policy? Um, some kids, some people have special needs kids in their churches. I, I would wager to say every single person Every single church probably has uh, a kid with a special need. And and let me define that real quick. It's not always mental stuff. It could be behavior disorders, uh, behavior problems even. It could be kids that um, are autistic or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kids that are foster kids. Anything that falls under less or more than what is typical for a child, your basic kid that comes in, goes to church and leaves, uh, is a special need. It's a big, broad category, and you need to have a policy on how to work with it. 
Um, my I favor one that is an inclusion policy where the kids come into the main service. They're not separated out. That maybe you have a teacher or two that is dedicated to those children, maybe even on a one-on-one -on -one basis. We have a little boy in first grade. He's a flight risk. His mental age is probably that of a two- or three-year-old and a very wily one at that. And yep. he is cute as a button, and he is flexible as all get out, and that boy can run like the wind. And uh, we have a very young... <laughs> 20 something lady that 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 her, uh, corrals him and keeps him and she doesn't work with anybody else but him and uh, right. that is a huge blessing to his parents and she they come to our church because we uh, can accommodate his needs and he loves worship and he loves playing with the games and all this kind of stuff and he has a great time and he's not labeled he's not singled out he's not in a room where the other kids walk by and say oh there's where the dumb kids go no, right. it's doing two things. It's teaching him how to operate in society, and it's teaching my kids how to have a relationship with kids that are different than them. So I, it's a win-win all the way around. Yep. Um, but and you're I, right. Everybody has them. Yep. 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 Even, you know, anything's a special need. I, I don't base drama on how well of a story it makes, you know, because different people say, well, we're from the hood, we're from the suburbs, we're from this, and everybody's got stories. I don't base drama on how good of a story it makes. I base it on the effect it had on my kid. Mm -hmm. And if the worst thing that happened to your kid is his dad left, there's some people that say, oh, well, my dad left and killed my mom. Well, you know, that's great. But it ruined that kid's <laughs> life just as much as, as your story. Yeah. And so right. anything's a special need. So, you know. Uh, in our church, we're, we're working on, with elementary kids, uh, ripping off the nursery a little bit and getting some pagers uh, for right. our kids that we repeatedly call out of service. Why do we need to keep flashing their name up on the screen so everybody can see? Uh, right. You know, there's going to be a coming a time. Something like that's going to be an invasion of privacy. You, you, you think I'm kidding. You wait 10 years. Uh, yep. So, yeah, text pagers that we can send to those, those parents is a huge thing. That's good. Um, here's another optional one, and I want to say very optional until you get in trouble for it. Uh, you need a movie and media policy, not only because of the moral part of things, but but the legal thing. I mean, you know, do you allow your workers to download music to use in uh, in special drama presentations? Do you know? Don't ask, don't mm. tell. Is that good mm. enough anymore? Uh, what about movies that are uh, at, at sleepovers, you know, for the, the annual Missionette sleepover or whatever, whatever? Um, do you allow PG movies? Do you not? Um, you know, what's what's the deal? Do you allow people to use secular music and illustrations in your children's church or not? Every church is going to be different. Every set of rules is going to be a little different. I think it's one of those areas we can play with, uh, you know, with God and conscience and working it out. But you right. got you better have it set down somewhere. Um, because eventually you're going to get one of those, you want to use the word Nazis that are anti everything to do with anything that has a play button and, yep. and they're going to come and harass you and they're going to try to get you fired because you showed their daughter cars and Disney right. is of the devil apparently. Yes. Now. Yes. So you better have something in place, uh, that, that you can refer to and say, here's what we believe I, in a nutshell. Our, our thing is. I, I, I could say this about any any situation, no matter what you're doing, whether you're showing Princess Bride to youth or middle schoolers or whatever, uh, just tell your parents. Tell your parents, next week we're going to be showing clips from blah, 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 or we're going to be showing the movie something, something, something at the Missionette Sleepover. Um, if that's appropriate for your child, great. If it's not, you know, blah, 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 just let your parents know. That way when mm -hmm. they come scream at you, you say, hey, 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 we told you. 
You had an opportunity to stay home. That's right. I can't help it if you didn't read it. And now your kids know that cars secretly have a life of their own. Scary. Yeah. So I'm teasing there. But my problem with people with convictions that hardcore is how hateful they are about everybody else that don't have it. That's my only (laughs) problem with that. Right. Uh, And then the fact that they're not real consistent. We went over to a friend's house one time, and they were anti-Disney at the time, and they just hated Disney, da-da-da-da-da. And we're eating dinner and looking over, and our kids are straight watching some Lifetime channel thing, and some lady's getting raped on the stink. And it's very, (laughs) you know, PG television and all this, but it Uh is so graphic, you know, and screaming and all this. And I'm like... God, put some Disney on. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But that's another good idea. Something, you know, I think a lot of us are just relying on the common sense of our people. Yeah. But then, then again, a lot of people don't have a lot of common sense, unfortunately. So, yeah. Well, it's going to happen where, where you're going to have a teacher that forgot to prepare or had a funeral or something, something, and they're going to just grab a Disney movie and they're going to show it yep. during Sunday school without asking anybody, and you're going to get a phone call, and you're going to get this, that, and the other, and you need to have told your people, you know what, we like one of our part, part of our policy is you don't do that. I mean, yep. we have sleepovers, we have special events, and da-da-da, and we show movies. But we never fill class time with a film, ever. Even if it's right. a Christian film, never, never, never. We can use clips as part of a thing, you know, three minutes long, mm-hmm. five minutes long, whatever. But we are not filling class time. It's too precious. Right. And people yep. do that. People will do that every week if you let them. Yep. So get a, get a, get a deal. So anything else coming to your mind? Right I, have a, I have a story. <laughs> Okay. I, I think I can share because I know a church here locally who uh-huh. had an issue in their two-year-old class, their in their nursery, uh, a diaper bag issue. And one of the things that you would never think of it until it happens to you. And um, allegedly, we'll use that word, that uh, the parents of this two-year-old dropped their child off in their nursery, went to church, uh, came to pick their child up at the end of service, and their nursery workers got their diaper bag off the table or is in the corner of the floor and um, set the diaper bag down on the table while mom and dad were signing out their child, and a gun fell out of the diaper bag. Wow. A loaded pistol. You know, these kids are getting violent younger and younger and younger. And I thought to myself, I thought, you know, we go to all this trouble to protect ourselves with policy and procedure, Mm-mm-mm. but there's really no guard against stupidity. Yeah. You, you, you can't guard yourself and protect yourself against people's uh... stupidity. And talking about a lack of common sense, and this, the parents were approached by, luckily, we had some very good nursery workers working that day, and... Uh, they uh this church they they approached the mom and dad and said you know what it's probably not a good idea to bring a gun and put it in the diaper bag and wow. they said that uh that, that they have guns all over the house and you know there's one couple in the car and you know one I, I in the mixing bowl I, I took it out i thought that one was in my purse I, I, i'm packing <laughs> when i'm mowing the lawn yeah we got three in the shower waterproof exactly. of course yeah so they're packing. So um, having heard that story, uh, our church has adopted the policy of diaper bags are searched. Really? When the children are dropped off. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, hung up high where children cannot reach them. See? And, yeah. 
it's something you would never think of. And, and, and we've come across things like mace and pepper spray mm-hmm. in a diaper bag and, and things hopefully that were semi-secure with a twisty knob that the kids can't turn. But, man, you just... Okay, I can, I can almost beat that. Okay. We, <laughs> we had a... We had a I'm baby. Sorry. No, it's okay. The baby, they were feeding a bottle to a baby, and the baby finished the bottle, and they turned the bottle up, and the biggest cockroach you ever saw in your life flopped to the bottom of that baby bottle. So, uh, <laughs> in the bottle. Yeah, yeah. So yummy. Mm, protein. Yummy. yummy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's hilarious. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I could see the logic there. You know, some babies are violent, and you know, you find a biter. You might need to pull a gun on them, and so you know, the two-year-olds, yeah. the two-year-olds ain't what it used to be when we were kids. No, so it's not. It's every no, two-year-old for himself. Uh, let's talk about some resources. I, I don't know, Dave. I'm, I guess I'm willing to share at least some concepts and stuff and ideas on our policies. I don't have anything to hide. Uh, right. I know a lot of people aren't real free with their policies. I don't know if it's because they want to sell them or whatever. But as long as you ain't gonna sue me. If uh, my policies don't work in your church and you just understand there's an automatic disclaimer that they're not for your church, they're mine, and you mm-hmm. can use them and borrow them because that's what I did from other churches. Uh, but, y- you know, I don't mind uh, shooting you a copy of them, but you're going to have to email me personally and uh, send me send me uh, a love offering. No. Um, <laughs> but the, the biggest thing, I, I'd say don't rely on me. Uh, or Dave for anything, go out there and find a church in your area that deals mm-hmm. with similar things as you. Get to know their children's pastors, you know, meet together and, and hash out some policies. Hey, guys, what do you do on this, that, and the other? And meet, you know, buy them some Chinese buffet. Chinese buffet goes a long way. That's I, right. You know, if Jesus was alive today, the Last Supper would have been at Hong Kong Buffet here in Kansas City. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, you know what? I told my kid this morning. Mm-hmm. That I believed in my heart of hearts that at the marriage supper of the Lamb, mm-hmm. that Jesus was going to serve us spam. No, it's going to be it's going to be kung pao chicken or General Tao's chicken, and uh, it's going to be buffet. You you can have your kung pao. I'll have my spam. <laughs> I just believe it. You know. Yeah, because in heaven we'll have everything we need to that's, make us happy. That's what they're feeding in in Devil Town. Devil Town. <laughs> Devil Town. Yeah, I, I don't say hell in church anymore because the kid, there's always some kid that wasn't listening until they hear yeah. me say hell. And then they're like, uh, uh, and you know, and, and then so my saying is, it's not just a bad word, it's a bad place. <laughs> right. And we don't say stupid anymore because that's the word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had some kid tell me that somebody called him the F word. Or no, they said the F word. And I was like, oh, goodness, again. And uh, it was fart. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, but um, Church on the Move is where I got a good bit of my stuff. They have a if you go to churchonthemove.com, they their their children's ministry called Kids on the Move, and Jim Weidman was really instrumental in developing a uh, a, uh, a, a their policies and procedures. They also have a separate one for Kids on the Move, which is their bus ministry. If you're into that, because if you do a bus ministry, good God, you need procedures all over the place for that. Because those people don't even go to your church. And if yep. you're in an accident, you know, how do you protect yourself? Blah, 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 blah. I've been in an accident with bus kids, and believe me, you need policies and procedures, and you need uh, a, wow. a, 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 an agreement and a permission slip and a and a release and, and all kinds of stuff. If you're just picking up kids at random, you are just waiting. You are playing Russian roulette with your church's finances, and uh, so trust me on that. Uh, That's a good idea. Our, one of our campus churches has started a huge bus ministry. Yes. Do not pick up a kid unless you get a signed permission slip. That's good. Yep. 
because even even on indoctrinating your kids, we we put that language in there that we're here to indoctrinate your kids in the in the religion of this that and the other, and we use very basic worldly language to explain mm-hmm. that our goal is to get your kids saved and believing in Jesus Christ. That way we you know because one day that's going to be illegal. You just wait. You yep. just wait. And one thing I learned from old Jim Weidman is you don't do policies uh, for now. You do it for the next 10 years or so. You do it for the church you're looking forward to. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you another one that's going to be a big deal is keep giving candy to kids. You know, we, mm. we, we bribe our kids with candy and all. I'm already looking into ways what is just as fun, just as quick, just as instant, but doesn't involve giving kids sweets because childhood obesity is an all-time high, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. a hot-button issue. And, you know, 10 years ago, nobody was recycling except for the hippies. Now we all have to, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, the green thing and all that. So whatever's fringe now is going to be mainstream later. And right now it's, you know, you're hearing these winds about – kids health and get keeping them busy and active and the only place that's bribing them with candy is us so mm. yeah think about it anywho uh church on the move's got some great resources i think it's about 35 bucks it's expensive it ought to be probably about 15 but you get a huge binder everything's laid out in there it's gorgeous um and and you'll have more than you need including their policies on how they do their superstores and how they do workers and special needs stuff, uh, everything under the sun. I don't think it's real big on check-in and check-out because last time I was there, they had an attendance-only version. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, maybe things have changed. We'll see. But uh, check it out. I don't have anything but a link, and that's churchonthemove.com. So. I know they were looking. A guy in their church actually developed a program called Lamb's List, which is what we're using. I don't know if they're actually using it now, hmm. but Lamb's List is very similar to Parent Pager. With uh, except, you know, yeah, except for the name doesn't sound as cheesy. Yeah, right. Parent Pager. Yeah. Parent Pager can beat up Lamb's List. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that down there right now, boy. Okay, you're in a violent mood tonight. I am. I'm gonna call you a name. You lint liquor. So, oh, I appreciate that. It's one of my favorite commercials of all time. A lint liquor. Lint liquor. You, you heard that commercial where, where she comes in and and the boss is on the desk with the secretary and they're cussing each other, but they're using childish words. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. And that's my favorite part. Who are you calling a a, a cootie queen? You lint liquor. And that's the part <laughs> I stole from there. So nice. Love it. You just gave our show D thirteen rating right there. Really. Yeah, with all my bad Literally. language, man. People yep. who listen to this show, they love it. They love the humor. They eat it up. Oh, we have a special segment. Let's play that right now. Hi, I'm Sam Lucier, and I get to travel around the country with my family doing kids shows. I meet a lot of people who work with kids, and sometimes I get to pick their brain. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Steve, and I've been a children's pastor for almost eight years. My name is Pamela Perez. I am the children's minister here at Cocoa First Assembly. Uh, My name is Tony Arnett. I am the principal at Calvary Christian Academy in Ormond Beach, Florida. The topic is about establishing and enforcing policy for your children's ministry. You have to lay out on the line what the policies, what the rules are. Uh, not only to the students, but also to the parents. We do that by uh, providing the parents with a handbook. We have a student, uh, teacher, faculty, parent handbook. Uh, it is the obligation of the parent to read that with their child, have it signed and returned to us, uh, basically stating the policy pretty much black and white, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. What are some of the policies that are already in place? 
The nursery has quite a few policies with the way kids are checked in and out and cared for while they're in the care of the nursery workers. Also have policies of etiquette and how to treat parents, especially visiting families. If I catch people not smiling or not saying hello or not not being friendly, or if I walk into a nursery room and one of the leaders is texting or on their cell phone, and it's not going to be good for them because we don't we do not tolerate that. You focus on the kids, you focus on the families when they come in, you treat them right. Uh, you have no idea the kind of people that are coming to your church that day and what they need and what they're going through. We even try to get them to not complain about the child when the parent picks them up. Unless, of course, they're abiding or they seem sick or there's something they really need to share with the parent. The kid's just not necessarily easily to get along with. They're not going to complain about the child. With the youth helpers, um, they have to attend their youth services, they have to be here for their youth meetings, and they have to be involved in their youth functions. And when they're not in upstairs um, helping me on a Sunday, I, I expect for them to be in service hearing you know, the pastor preaching so that they can be fed. When service is over, the children have to be picked up by the parents. Um, you have to see the parents. We can't just let them out of the classroom. Three top policies in Christian education is always safety, fire safety, protection of, of the children, safety, making sure students are where they're supposed to be all the time, safety. For us, policy-wise, productivity is a policy. We have to produce you know, academically, and we have to make sure our students are getting the academics foundation that they need. And then finally, the, the spiritual policy that is also in our, our manual, our handbook, that it is our job and our obligation to uh, to fulfill at the minimum of introducing Jesus Christ into the lives uh, of each of these children that we are responsible for. Now, how are these policies enforced? The policies we have are enforced by the department heads and myself. So what I try to do is walk around through all the services. I walk into rooms. I see, I look through windows. And what I try to do is uh, to rip off Jim Weidman is catch people doing the right thing. If you really put it in perspective, not only are you trying to minister to this family and their children, they may want to come and return to the church based on even that experience. They may leave or stay based on how they're treated in the children's ministry. It's a chain of chain of command, you know, uh, dependent upon the issue, dependent upon the, uh, the policy uh, always starts with the teacher, teacher parent, teacher student. When it gets to me as the administrator, it usually involves not only myself, the student, but also the teacher and the parent as well. We do have also security um, that comes in and checks in on our classroom. And I keep a walkie-talkie. So each service, I have a walkie-talkie up there just in case something does happen. You know, I have a way to, to get somebody to come up and help me. So that is another thing that we do have. Yes, we do have the parent that is their child never does wrong. And I would encourage anyone, uh, whether it be in children's ministry in Christian schools, documentation, documentation, documentation. Anything that, that transpires in, a, in an incident, document. Written, make sure that the, the children's pastor knows about it, but document every uh, infraction, if I may. Always document. What would you like to find out about the policies of other children's ministers? I would love to know the policies of other churches and what they deal with and what can improve what we do. But I would like to know about some of the ways they treat people. Uh, we recently had a couple visit a church that uh, got some really, really unique materials and some gifts for visiting. For example, their infant uh, was given a bib with the church logo printed on the bib. 
what we have as a faculty and a staff have been talking about is making pretty clear what our core values and subjects are and basically using that as our policy. You know, so what we're trying to do is not make policy a 25 chapter book. We would like to make it a small pamphlet manual. And it's very simplistic, clear cut to the point. More important, when families come in, they have a clear understanding as what we represent, what we do, and where we want to go. And they fall under that umbrella pretty quick. Sam Lucier here. Thanks so much for taking this time out on CM Monthly. All right, we're back. we got to do some quick news. Last time we did a show, we tried to give away some animated clip art, uh, like 12 CDs full of it. And we gave it away to some guy. And he never called back. He never said anything. He doesn't listen anymore. He's done with children's ministry. He's fallen from grace. We make all these assumptions for no reason whatsoever other than I'm I'm bitter. Uh, but uh, we always said next in line was a fellow named Jim. And he's from the Monkey in the Middle podcast. And Jim, if you're still listening, if you still love us, if you're still blessed by the grace of God, you can email us at cmmonthly at gmail.com. And give me your address and I will gladly shoot this out to you. Uh, free of charge. Animated clip art giveaway. 12 CDs from AnimationFactory.com, which has recently been bought out by Getty's Images and ain't worth a junk anymore. But, oh, um, really? No, I mean, they still got great stuff. I used to be a giant fan. Now I'm like a kind of a fan. I still have a subscription, but they used to put out new stuff every week, and I think they're planning to, but they're in transition now, and there hadn't been any Bummer. new stuff since February. It's, I didn't renew. My my subscription went out in January. Uh, that's all right. Should I wait? The Lord still loves you. I mean, if okay. you need it, do it, but... um. We, we just kept it going because my middle school and youth pastor use it and me. Don't tell them, though. It's one account. <laughs> okay. Oh, secret safe. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I don't share it outside the church, but I'm like, I ain't buying three accounts. I'm sorry. Right. All yeah. right. Hey, uh, we got some input from listeners, believe it or not, after I badmouthed y'all earlier. This one's anonymous. Let me read it to you. I just started listening to Children's Ministry Monthly. I am not a children's minister. However, this podcast is helping me better understand why a young why as a young person and now as an adult why i don't see my dad as an authority figure apparently they're referencing the uh, discipline mini cast that we were doing um Mm. i don't mean to be disrespectful of him i do love my dad and i try to be respectful of him when i was a kid growing up my dad was mostly for fun and he's still uh, a doctor so um i got most of my consist consistency dispensed from my mom this might be why i ended up going down a rather regrettable path when i was in college I do not want to. I do want to have a close, healthy, and meaningful relationship with Jesus, uh, and, and they say Mary and my family and friends. I'm hoping that CM Monthly can help me on my journey, and that I can also find a way to see my dad with more respect than I do now. Thank you so much, James. Your podcasts don't just entertain. I personally found them enriching in more ways than one. Yes, I'm a Catholic, and my faith is, faith is very important to me. I also love kids, so who knows? Maybe someday I might become a children's minister myself. The thought of doing something, uh, this, some kind of work with kids is very appealing to me. So, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Very good. Very good. Uh, from Stacy, a.k.a. Recipe Card. Uh-oh, we got a geek here. Uh, hey, James, just finished Minicast 8. You said you're not a professional. Well, you're the only source of mentoring I've had on how to be a children's teacher. My church didn't train me to be the missionette's leader or even a missionette's teacher. You are certainly a blessing to me. Thanks for the podcast. Keep up the great work, Stacy. So, wow. And I'm I'm sure you're just included by default, Dave. Anytime they say James, even if they say James and not Dave, I want you to still be like, you know what? They're talking about me. Too. You know, I was in my, I was thinking that. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm, glad. I'm with you. I'm glad. Yeah. I don't want you to start crying. It'd be embarrassing. Um, 
But if you did, I'd, I'd edit it out. Either that or I'd up the volume on your end. Let me um, ask you a question. Yeah. You talk crying. Are you one of those criers that can talk when they cry? No, I can't. I can't, I can't either. I can't. And that frustrates me there, so much. There is a pastor on staff. He has got the perfect crying voice. I am jealous of him. Actually, I'm not, but I make fun of him. But um, he's just like, oh, Lord, and, you know, the whole thing. And uh, <laughs> I can't. I get up there, and I'm just like, like today, I read a story that I wrote, um, to, especially for my kids. I wrote the story for them and illustrated it and the whole thing for their graduation. And I got to one part, and I got choked up, and I almost couldn't even talk. And I was like, the Lord told me a long time ago, James, if you cry, it's about you. If you don't cry, it's about them. And so that's how he wrote me in because, yeah, if I'm crying, it's because of the way I feel about it, you know, not necessarily them. Now, when I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not against crying, but in that case, it certainly was about me. Uh, so, yeah, oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't sing. I've, I've, Why does it always got to be about you? Because it? I, I, it is about me. I'm amazing. <laughs> I am the biggest headed pastor. Dude, I had to do a youth event. First time I've done a youth event in like five, six, seven years. And I was so, I was so nervous about it. And so I do. I went totally overboard. I made a video introduction of me, like with this arena cheering thing, and it had uh-huh. my name flash across the screen, Pastor James, and I come walking out like I'm God's gift to humanity, and yeah. uh, it was great. That's that's what I did. And and the first words out of my mouth is I said, "Don't you wish your children's pastor was hot like me?" So you did. I did. Do you have it on video? No. I want to see it. Thank God. <laughs> But I even had, I had two, no, I was just dressed normal. But during the intro as part of it, uh, because it was like hundreds of kids out there and none of them knew me, but I had one of my teenagers, my old teenagers from when I was youth pastor guy, uh, come running up and, and, uh, and get my autograph. And then I had another kid shining flashlights at me like they were, uh, you know, spotlights and stuff. So, yeah, those kids that didn't know me were like, who is this? Wow. Anyway, we got one more piece of mail. Hi, James. I hope that you're doing well. I am doing well. Thanks for asking, Phil. I've been listening to your old CM Monthly podcasts and stuff, and I find them very helpful. In fact, I just finished up the creative teaching episode. I even took a couple of notes. Your ministry to other children's ministers is a real blessing, Phil. I tell you what, that stuff makes it worthwhile, doesn't it, Dave? It does. It makes me want to do this again next month. Exactly. And so that's what we're going to do. In the meantime, resources. Uh, this will be the first time I don't suggest something to you. I tried out a resource called Countdown Creator at CountdownCreator.com. And all I got to say is a big fat boo on mm. Countdown Creator. It is well, nice to have something that it counts down, but it doesn't do what it says it's going to do at all. There's no trial. You have to buy it outright. It's about 40 bucks. And I yeah. did it. I just I just did it. I figured if it didn't work, sure, maybe I could get my money back, you know? Uh, it, that's just typically the way you could do things. But anywho, long story short, it's supposed you're supposed to be able to import audio. You're supposed to be able to import video. And I didn't like that actually cuz I wanted to just be able to generate a countdown on maybe on green screen or a black background and then import it and put my own background in Vegas or something. But uh-huh. they want to do all the work for you, which I was like, okay, I'm fine. Uh, first of all, it won't do a 60 second countdown. Like really? if, if you try to put 60 in, it, yeah. it's going to make it, it'll put double zeros. So then you put one minute in. Well, it's not going to put one minute without putting a zero in front of one. And so, and it leaves the zeros in through the whole thing. So you have a four-digit countdown, even when you just want a thirty or a sixty-second countdown. It's ridiculous. Okay, that is kind of crazy. And then, based on the font, the words 
or the letter, the numbers will jump. So they don't stay still. They jump back and forth, you know. So like if there's a zero and then a one, all the letters jump. And now, and some people are rolling their eyes saying, oh, that's just ridiculous. It looks dumb, especially when you're trying to fill a screen with letters. Um, and then when I tried to render, it rendered the text great. The backgrounds were very choppy. They didn't mm-hmm. work well at all. And then I, you can loop the backgrounds, which is awesome, but you can't loop the sounds. So say you had a loop. Yeah. And you, you can't loop it. It, it. it wants you to have three or four or five minutes of music. Where's a song that lasts five minutes? You know why you're not cool? Why? Because you're still using a PC. Whatever. See, you, with a Mac, you can do all these cool things like that. You can do all of that with this, too. But <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Hey, can I give you a good, a good solution well, or let, alternative? Let me to... finish reaming okay, okay. Countdown Creator okay, here. Okay. Uh, my review is this. Don't, don't buy it. Don't use it. Don't support it. Don't do anything. Because I wrote the guy. I told him I'm not happy with the software. It doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. And I got back after about a week, by the way. And said, uh-huh. uh, well, what's the problem? And I, so I said it. I didn't do this. It didn't do that. It didn't loop. It's choppy. It doesn't render the way it says it's supposed to. The letters jump, but some of the fonts don't even work. And you say they will. And after another three or four days, writes back, unfortunately, due to the nature of software, I can't issue a refund. I wrote back and I said, dude, it's you. It's you. It's not a big company. It's you. You made this. Give me my money back. It's not even my money. It's my church's money. If it was my money, I wouldn't care. It's my church's. He hasn't, right. he hasn't emailed me back at all. And not so good. I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna refer re- give you a reference on the uh, on the software or the customer service. It is boo boo boo. I have I wasted forty dollars of my church's money. Mm. Um, however, to be you fair, like to, however to feel no, I don't. I feel very vindicated. This is very freeing for me. Uh, countdowns freecountdowns.net is a yeah. website that is put out by the same guy. And they have three-minute countdowns and 60-second countdowns, and they're all rendered. They have chroma key stuff. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Uh, it's green screen stuff where you can layer it in. It is excellent resource. And, they and run, it's the same guy? It's the same guy. And, the, and every third or fourth uh, video that you see that you can download all for free, there'll be a clip that is an ad for uh, Countdown Creator. So just ignore that part and take all their free stuff. It's awesome. It's great. That's cool. That's so, what I was going to say. Yeah, freecountdowns.net is excellent. Uh, but would be even better than that? I, you know, this would be a good idea. Uh-huh. People could pay me tens of dollars, and I would email them a countdown that I created. Oh, yeah, cool. And and I'll I'll send you one for free. So, booyah. I was joking. I, it was free. I, I would do it for free. Well, you know what you ought to do? Giving. Here's what you it's should Christmas do. Every week, <laughs> every day, it's like it's Scrooged all over again. Um, Actually, email Jane, and then I'll send no, it to you. No, here's what you should do, Dave. You, you render <laughs> render a good uh, chroma key, you know, green screen background that runs for ten five minutes. That way, yeah. they can get anywhere from sixty seconds to whatever they need. We'll put it on the website as a free download. That would be excellent. So subscribe to uh, the feed at okay. cmmonthly.com, and whenever that comes up. Like in a year or two, whenever Dave gets around to it, whenever God... You're giving me work to do, like yeah. I did you a couple months ago. <laughs> That's right, yeah. dadgummit. Uh, <laughs> that'll be up there. We do have other resources at CM Monthly, uh, the least of which are some video clips we like to call jumps. If you don't know what jumps are, there are articles on the website that have to do with that. Especially if you use uh, a high-voltage kids curriculum. That's what I use. It's Brian Dollar's stuff. Um, that's the stuff we referenced at the beginning of the show. 
Um, I've been using this stuff for a while now. Love it. It's down to earth. It's practical. There's some videos. There's some games. There's backgrounds and video clips and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, but it didn't have jumps. And so I've been custom creating jumps that go with that. So if you use that curriculum, go by and see if there's something I've done for what you're using. And uh, that's free, of course. Yeah. And I'm considering, I don't know what I'm going to do with this book I wrote. I wrote a kid's book for, for this graduation. It's 30 illustrations. It's 30 pages long. It's yeah. targeting, um, you know, uh, upper elementary kids. And uh, I'm going to give a free copy. I'm going to put it together, you know, ghetto old school way in my copy room at church for my for my own kids. But I'm thinking about releasing it as a free uh, ebook. So we'll see. You, sh- you should do that. I think I will. I would read it. I don't need money. Oh, I found a very cool storybook Bible the other day. It's called the the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a million of them on the market that, right now. That's a great character to include in a Bible. Yeah, and I was amazed. I actually updated um, my book with uh, an excerpt from that. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, the Jesus Storybook Bible, an incredible storybook Bible. And uh, the graphics in it are phenomenal. It's not cheesy at all, and it's written – it's written for you to read to your children. It's oh. not really written for your younger children to read. Mm-hmm. And it's very poetic. It's a lot like reading the message version. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I love it. It's incredible. Does it it's have good. the part about people, men that go to the bathroom against the wall? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, boy. You need to look that up. That's great. Men who go to bathroom against the wall. Yeah, they use the P word, though. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the Bible. Another one is the one where Ehud stabs that fat dude and the fat closes around his hand. That's yeah, I'm gr- pretty sure they left that out. Yeah, I haven't done a, a, a children's sermon on that one yet. I don't know when I'm going to get around to it. But Yeah, uh, that's on the top of my list. Yeah, the Gadarene Demonic, have you used that one? That's a no. great one, too. No, yeah, especially when you have the live character come out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, bump sh- Now, here we go. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us. We're at uh, at an hour 12, so we're going to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you didn't, too bad. You don't have to listen. But if you did, you, can get, you can get more of it at cmmonthly.com. That's cmmonthly.com. You can email us at cmmonthly at gmail.com or call us, dadgumya, at 206-600-5704. You can join us um, at cmconnect.org. We have a group there. And at cmconnect.org is a great website. It's like going to a conference. But skipping all the classes and hanging out with all your best buddies and getting all their greatest ideas. Make sure you tell somebody about the show. If you love us, support us by sharing us, okay? And go by iTunes and leave a review if you haven't. We'd appreciate it. And until next time, Dave, thank you for joining us again. We appreciate you. My pleasure. And we'll see you next month. See you next month. All right, bud. Love you guts. Your mama. (laughs) My mama could beat up your mama. doubt it i do too i've seen your mama no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <sighs> are you still my friend <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>